Hello, my friends. Welcome into another Zenster podcast. And thank you for being here and tuning in and learning together on some of the things of philosophy and all these things Zen. Um, Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi. Today is shaping up to be a fantastic day. First of all, what are you grateful for? I was out with my dogs this morning and I gave thanks for my neighbors. I was thankful for all my neighbors for being good stewards of their home and being helpful when I need help and um, sharing the community space together. I thought that was um, a good thing to give thanks for. So I I hope you have something to give thanks for. At least one thing and then there's many things. Um, You can kind of build off of that, but uh, gratitude practice is a a good strategy for starting your day. Um, Today I'm going to read, we're going to finish, close out the week with more Seneca, and I'm going to read from Meditations from the Road. This is becoming one of my more favorite books, because it's real quick, simple uh, pieces of advice. It says, we cannot by ourselves heal or convert, but if we can empty ourselves of our desires to fix people, healing and converting will effortlessly begin. And I always use the analogy of um, on the movie Fight Club, you know, the scene where he's driving down the highway and he's like, you know, he's trying to control everything that Tyler Durden character, well, the, you know, the, the, the main character who doesn't know he's Tyler Durden, spoiler alert. Um, and he said, and uh, the Brad Pitt character says, you just got to let go, let go. And he lets go of the wheel and then they crash the car and, but everything turns out fine. But I think that's such a, a a good metaphor and analogy of let go and something we all struggle with a little bit, right? So um, today we've been talking about Seneca all week as part of the Stoic series. And one of the things I wanted to continue, we talked yesterday on his... Um, key points from on his essay on the shortness of life so i want to uh cover two more today his letters to lucilius and on anger on mercy on the happy life on and on peace of mind um and we're gonna kind of cover some of the key points that he uh he uh goes over in there and then how we can incorporate some of these things into our life so um let's delve into these and um go into just kind of a high level overview of some of the teachings um so seneca says on anger um anger is merely a temporary madness and it is the most destructive emotion that leads to regrettable actions and reason should control our emotions not the other way around so we all get angry and that is a natural emotion and it's okay to understand that but understand too that it is a temporary state of mind and that the only thing that is separating you uh, as an individual or another person because if it's somebody else who's angry is really just putting the space between them putting time between um, the anger and you know the the the, the uh, calm down I guess because anger is a temporary madness um, so if we are 
angry before reacting in anger, take a deep breath and pause. And deep breaths are just like a life hack if you don't know this already. Um, because you are just, you know, think of it as exercising your lungs and you have an opportunity to do it. If you're standing in line, um, if you're in any situation where you have time on your hands, but, you know, think of it as a, you know, a opportunity to sort of put a pause of, of time out there. And especially if you're angry, um, the best thing you can do is just stop, pause and take a deep breath and just absorb and think of all that oxygen flowing into your lungs and into your cells and just re refreshing your whole um, circulatory system. And that is the way, the best way to pause in anger is take a deep breath and, um, you know, perhaps even walk away and go divert your attention, move your eyes, move your whole body, your whole energy field out of the area that is, you know, if you're in a state of anger, if you're in a, in a, in a, um, surrounding where something's making you angry, and then pause, take a deep breath, and move out of that area. Um, but you know, take time to understand the situations. It's very possible that you may have misunderstood, and uh, think about the consequences of acting in anger and um, how destructive it has been. How about how probably I'm guessing. But most people who are in jail probably acted out in anger in some way. And they probably regret it. And they're probably living a long, um, paying a long penance for a temporary madness that they were in. So think of that. Um, so on mercy... Seneca talks about mercy being a virtue of leaders and shows strength, not not weakness. Um, it is an essential virtue for maintaining social harmony, and exercising mercy reflects a balanced and rational mind. So, how do we uh, how do we incorporate mercy in into uh, our daily lives and our practices? I, it just dawned on me. I was thinking of that that Karate Kid scene where he says, "No mercy," <laughs> and then of course, uh, in Karate Kid Part Two, Mr. Miyagi honks his honks the sensei's nose or the yeah the yeah the 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 bad guy the sensei his nose after he breaks the windows. Uh, great movies, but man, looking back at them, they were just so such a part of the eighties. Anyway, I digress. Um, so, to, in mercy, we could practice empathy. Try to understand other people's perspectives. You know, put yourself in their shoes. Look at their upbringing. Look at where they came from. Uh, think of the situations they've been through. Um, before passing judgment, ask yourself: Is there room for understanding or forgiveness? Uh, it's our 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 sort of uh, lion brain is quick to. You know, draw conclusions and you know, judge that book by its cover. And there's a reason for that. There's an evolutionary reason for it. Because we're, you know, sometimes we don't have time to think. And 
we need to judge quickly in order to act to save our lives. And this may be true. And this is a true instinct and a gut instinct that I think that you should use, um, uh, use in your daily life. However, uh, also, you know, keep that, that balance in that part of your mind to say, is there room for understanding or forgiveness? If somebody acts out in anger and there was a great, um, great reading the other day. And let me see if I can find it real quick. I think it was from the daily stoic. Um, yeah, it said words can't be unsaid better to trip with the feet than with the tongue. And this was a Zeno quote. You can always get up after you fall, but remember what has been said can never be unsaid, especially cruel and hurtful things. So, uh, being on the receiving end of that, you know, you have to ask yourself if there is room for understanding and forgiveness, especially if it's something, you know, that somebody said to us that was harmful or hurtful to us. So, um, and recognize that showing mercy can sometimes be more impactful than seeking retribution. Uh, sometimes, you know, people are in that temporary state of madness and angry and being on the other side of it and showing mercy can, you know, be very, uh, helpful to them and forgiving of them. Um, on the happy life. So Seneca says true happiness comes from a virtuous life in the state of one's soul. Um, external factors such as wealth and fame are not reliable sources of lasting happiness. And living in accordance with nature and reason leads to a happy life. So how do we do this? We prioritize self-reflection and personal growth over material pursuits. Uh, regularly evaluate what happiness means to you, ensuring that it aligns with virtue. Cultivate gratitude, recognizing and appreciating what you have can lead to con contentment. Um, sometimes we have a happy life and our son comes into the room and you want to say hi? Mm -hmm. Say hi. Mm -mm. It's on my podcast. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay, he's shy. So, um, so we were, he, he got some, his mom, my wife got him some happy juice yesterday and do you have your happy juice today? All right. So we're going to start the day out happy and living the happy life. It comes from the state of your soul. Um, and you probably hear my Bitcoin miners, uh, producing some heat here for in the background. So, um, so also he talks about on peace of mind, um, inner peace is achieved when one's actions align with their values and reason. So action always, uh, connected to your value system. You know, your value system is your, you know, operating system. It's, it's hardwired into you. Maybe, um, it's something, and this is something, maybe it's like a firmware. It's something that can be updated and, um, you can evolve it and change it. But, um, it is, you know, the kind of home base of, you know, our, our inner soul and inner peace is achieved when you align that, that action with the, the values, the value set, um, external disturbances cannot affect a person who is anchored by their inner values. This is a very stoic practice where, um, 
where we um, and we can't control our external circumstances and we can only control what is within us and so the things that happen outside of us uh, uh, don't have you know those are things that are outside of our control what we do control is our thoughts and how we respond to them um, and avoiding excesses and embracing moderation aids in, in, in achieving tranquility so everything in moderation whether that's food drink uh, you know even exercise uh, you know there's 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 a limit to everything that we can uh, do that will uh, that will affect all our our situation so so um, on on peace of mind um, the other thing we can do is set boundaries it's essential to prioritize our um, our um, sorry I got a little distracted there with my son coming in but um, peace of mind is the the uh, fourth piece of this uh, essay he talks about inner peace is achieved when one's actions uh, okay we talked about that um, so going back to the tips um, some of the things we can do is establish our daily meditation or mindfulness routine to center ourselves you know limit exposure to negative influences that disturb your peace uh, this is important, especially like excessive news or toxic individuals. You know, try to set boundaries around those type of things. You know, limit your intake. The one thing I've noticed on Twitter X, which I still do look at for news and other, you know, there's some insightful things there. Um, you know, just when I see one of those videos pop up of like somebody getting like injured or beat up or something, I just skip over it. Just I don't want to put that into my brain it's just not worth it um so limit your exposures there set boundaries it's essential to prioritize your mental well-being uh sometimes we have to say no um and that's important uh one second i'm going to shut the door so you don't have the bitcoin miner humming in the background okay um so how do we implement some of these teachings you know, it's it's the fundamentals. It's the basics of regular reflection. You know, dedicate time each day uh, for self-reflection. Evaluate how you're embodying these uh, practices. Uh, I like to do this on a regular basis, on a routine in the mornings. Reflect in the mornings. Uh, journaling, uh, writing can help internalize these things. Or, like I like to do, I have my little wisdom keeper, my... Um, audio recorder I keep down here it's my own personal digital recorder not connected to the internet and sometimes even speaking out loud is is very very helpful uh, and therapeutic uh, mindful reminders you know set a reminder on your device uh, with quotes from Seneca or any of the other Stoics teaching some of the things we, we were just talking about um, Join communities where you can discuss, share, and learn from others' experiences. This is uh, helpful, you know, being connected to other people who are learning uh, through some of these practices. And consistently revisit some of these uh, essays periodically. Each time you do it, you're going to find and discover something new. 
and helpful that you may not have seen before. Um, where am I on time-wise? Holy moly. I guess I've been rambling a little bit on just this. I wanted to co cover the letters to Lucilius as well. Um, and <clears throat> we'll just cover them briefly. There's Letters to Lucilius is a collection. It's 124 letters where Seneca shares profound Stoic teachings. And some of the... Um, some of the t the big takeaways are the the great lessons are value time life is not short and we talked about that yesterday uh often we waste much of it time is the most valuable resource and spend it wisely so when you're spending your time spend it wisely seek wisdom over wealth material wealth is a fleeting you know you don't you're not buried with all of your money all of your satoshis and it does not guarantee happiness. Wisdom and virtue are the real treasures. Um, the importance of friendship. True friends should be chosen for their character and wisdom, not their social status. So try not to seek people with status. Oh, I'm friends with the president. I'm friends with the, you know, the governor or whatever. No, those are not important. The important friendship, and it's good to have those friends if they are of high character. But try to choose your friends over their character and um, wisdom, not their social status. Uh, embrace mortality, recognizing and accepting that inevitably death is uh, coming for all of us. And death can teach us to live more fully and in the present and understand that w there is a limitation. And um, that being present is, you know, truly the only, you know, the past is, fi past is fixed, the future is uncertain. Uh, the only thing we have is right now. Uh, build practices of self-improvement. It's essential to always strive for self-improvement and personal growth, regardless of age. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can always find ways to improve yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Um, these are not always uh, fixed. You can make adjustments to these things every day. Uh, avoid the crowd mentality. Do not be swayed by popular opinion or the majority. Stand firm in your beliefs, even when it's hard. You know, and this was uh, something of the COVID um, uh, era, where uh, popular opinion was, um, you know, to do this or that. You know, listen to the science or what the news says. Um, this was something I was, um, and it was hard, especially when you're surrounded by it and there's tremendous amounts of pressure. You know, I lost my job over it. Um, but one of the things I stood firm in was my beliefs. And it wasn't even about, you know, the, the, the medical procedures. It was just, you know, I wasn't comfortable where it was at the time and, um, just didn't, you know, I, when the, the, the majority were sort of aligning towards it. Um, I, even, you know, even as the, the sway, um, you know, the, the, the pendulum swings back, you're going to see, uh, much of, you know, uh, a pushback on a lot of, you know, starting to see it on some of the Twitter conversations and, you know, seeing what's popular in, uh, political conversations, avoid the crowd mentality at all costs and pleasures and desires. One should be wary of indulging too much in pleasures as they can enslave us and prevent us from living a rational life. 
So uh, pleasures are um, in excess uh, are also a bad thing. So everything in moderation, right? So some tips for applying these into our life. Um, time management, you know, allocate specific time for reflections, relaxations, and leisure. As I talked about before, I like to do this in the morning. Um, memento mori practice occasionally remind yourself of the impermanence of life you know cherish each moment um question popular opinion before adopting a widely accepted belief or trend analyze it critically ensure it aligns with your value and of course moderation 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 enjoy the pleasures in life but in moderation identify any excessive indulges indulgences and strive for balance um, introduce certain things like this month. Uh, I haven't really, I, I think I might've said it, but, um, like I'm doing sober October, so not drinking, uh, any alcohol for the month of October. I do this as, you know, my father passed away day. Well, he had a stroke day after my birthday, passed away in November. And to kind of honor him, this was, you know, he was a, a, a day drinker, you know, light beer drinker. When it got light, he started drinking. And, um, you know, to honor him and to try to not fall down that same path, I just stopped drinking for uh, the month of October. I've done this past couple of years. And it's, you know, a good time to uh, reflect for me and, you know, look at those things and, Actually, I'm finding it uh, pretty enjoyable uh, this month so far. Uh, you know, I've been able to go to bed a little bit earlier, and um, it's been helpful to me getting deeper sleep and well-rested. I'm exercising more. I'm prioritizing running now. I'm trying to get that in, although the dark mornings make it hard. I love running in the morning, I, and it's just hard whenever it's dark out because it's been dark and foggy and i don't want to get run over by a car there's like a there's some trails around here but it, i have a little stretch of um stretch of road before i hit the trails and just trying to you know make sure that i'm doing it safely of course right so um that is what i have for you today my friends and um i hope this week, I've been focused on Seneca and some of his teachings, and next week, I think we're going to move to Epictetus and continue the Stoic series, and then we'll close out with Marcus Aurelius. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning more along the ways and sharing some helpful insights from the great Stoic philosophers and how we can learn from them and apply them into our lives today. And... Um, that's all, my friends. Um, so I hope you have yourself a fantastic day, fantastic weekend. And until next time, we'll see you again.